to Bible. Man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, amen? amen. Uh, if you will, uh, turn to Exodus chapter 25, and uh, when you find that, go over and Put your finger at Hebrews chapter 9. We're going to be in both these passages this morning, try to compare both and let correlate how they go together. Uh, that's some good singing this morning. It sung us right up to the gates of heaven, but I'm going to bring it back down into the nasty now, now. Okay? Hebrews chapter 25. And verse 17, here in this chapter, God has given Moses the specifications of the tabernacle, the tent that was erected in the wilderness, and where God met with his people, and God met in fellowship with his people, and the priest would go in and offer sacrifices for sins and sacrifices for peace and atonement. Is being constructed in these chapters here, and I'm not going to get into all the particulars of that tabernacle. But I'm interested in the ark and something about the ark pertaining to the covenant. We know that the, the ark was only three foot by two foot and in dimension it was the symbol of God's presence and God's power here on earth. It was not to be touched. If someone would touch the ark, you'll find in 2 Samuel chapter 6 that they would die if they touched this ark. I'm interested in something that God told them to build and put on top of the ark, what will crown the top of this ark. Verse number 17, let us stand for God's word this morning. Verse 17, it's, And thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold, and two cubits and a half shall be length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. And thou shalt make two cherubims of gold, beaten Work shall thou make them in the two ends of the mercy seat. And make one cherubim to the one end and the other to the other end. Even of the mercy seat shall you make the cherubims on the two ends of thereof. And the cherubims shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings. And their faces shall look one to another, toward another. And the mercy seat shall uh, be the faces of the cherubim be. And thou shalt put in the mercy seat above the ark and the Ark, that shall put a testimony that I have given thee. And there I will meet with thee. I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat. From between the two cherubims which thou art, uh, the testimony of the things which I will, will give thee in commandments and to the children of Israel. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for each one's here, Lord. We pray that you open up our hearts. Lord, to receive the word that we stand in need of today. And Father, we just praise you for what you do. Lord, we ask you to bless this country. Lord, bless our leaders. Help them to make decisions that will better fit us, love. And Father, we just pray that they'll come to you and surrender to you, Lord. And Father, we'll praise you for what you do. Enter yourself and fill with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Uh, 
Can I say that everything Moses made down here, there's an equal one up there. There's an equal one up there. The Bible said that when Jesus died on the cross, his blood did not simply soak into the ground and dried up and the vultures came along and licked it up. But the Bible said Jesus Christ in the book of Hebrews took his blood and entered into the holy place in heaven and placed it on the mercy seat of Almighty God. And what God gives mercy to sinners now is because it's been activated by the precious blood of a twice holy lamb that died upon the cross. The blood over the, the Old Testament. The Bible said every year there was a remembrance of those sins. Every year they had to come in and, and put fresh blood and new blood. Every year something had to die again for the new sins of the people. But I'm glad the Bible said that once and for all Jesus Christ entered the holy place. We don't have to apply new blood. He don't have to die again. We don't have to put fresh blood. The blood that he shed on a cross of Calvary and they placed it on the mercy seat of God is still fresh. Is still Christ satisfied. In the ears of the Holy God this morning, there is one that's crying from the mercy seat. I want to show you some things about this mercy seat before I get into the message. There, there is a communion from the mercy seat. Look at verse 22. And there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat. We see there's a communion in this place, but only select people. The high priest would go in there once a year and commune with God in that place where God's presence. Oh, but the Bible said in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19, having therefore the brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't have to stand on the outside anymore. I don't have to come to somebody else. Somebody else don't have to take my sins. I have the boldness to come into the holies of holies today. Thank God for that. I don't understand how people can tell other people, well, you take my sins for me. No! God said you can come into the holies, holies by yourself and lay them there yourself. We can commune with God. We can fellowship with God. And I have access to that holy place. In heavenly, because of God's mercy, because of blood that satisfied God's wrath, I can now come in morning, noon, or night and have boldness to walk into the presence of Almighty God and commune with Him. We see the cry of mercy, the communion of mercy. But I want you to see the covering of mercy. What does mercy cover? The Bible said in Exodus 25 that the mercy seat would be above. What is, what is it above? It's covering something. I want you to see what mercy covers this morning. You studied the tabernacle, all the things that go inside. 
There was a table that were showbread. It would be a candlestick on it. Their, their uh, little altar of incense would be there. And it would offer up a sweet-smelling offense uh, incense for God to smoke. They would fill the tabernacle. And it would raise up before the Lord as a sweet-smelling offering. But inside, behind that veil called the holiest place, where is the Ark of the Covenant set. But if you notice inside the tabernacle, the dimensions of these things were, is there's nothing inside the tabernacle that is higher than a mercy seat. The highest thing in this tabernacle was the mercy seat. Can I say one of the highest and greatest attributes of God, God's mercy is this morning? You might have walked up in here saying, feeling like you have gotten everything you need to get. Uh, you arrived in all that you got and you said to yourself, uh, God really got something when I, he got me. But I, I'm not preaching to you. Uh, I'm preaching to those that know that, hey, I get up this morning, I messed up. Uh, I can get up tomorrow and I know that I messed up. Uh, I know that I fall. Uh, I continue to fall. That's the ones I want to reach out to you and tell you, mercy still covers it. I thank God for grace. Grace is unmerited favor. God is God, grace is God's riches at Christ's uh, expense. Grace is God giving us something that we do not deserve. That's what grace is. But mercy, <laughs> mercy is the direct opposite of it. Mercy is God withholding His justice withholding his wrath, withholding his anger. And mercy is God not giving us what we indeed do deserve. I'm not speaking for any of you, but God gave me right now the very minute what I exactly deserve, I would drop out of these clothes and drop into the burnt charred walls of hell. And that's why I was spending eternity at right now. If God gave me what I deserve this morning, I'm glad there is a God in heaven that just don't give what we deserve, but he gives us what mercy dictates to this morning. I love the definition of mercy. And we, we, we take time and look up the definition of mercy on our phones. I've done it before. I, I look at it thinking, but I, let me tell you what. Webster's 1828 definition of mercy really covers it. It says that benevolence, mildness, or tenderness of heart which disposes a person to overlook injuries or to treat an offender better than he deserves. The disposition that tempers just and indicates an injured person to forgive trespasses and injuries and forbear punishment or inflict less than the law or justice will warrant. In this sense, there is perhaps no word in our language precisely synonymous with mercy that which comes nearest to it is grace. It implies benevolence, tenderness, mildness, pity, and compassion, and clemency, but exercise only toward offenders. Mercy is the distinguishing attribute of the supreme being. 
When you look around in the tabernacle, there's nothing higher than its mercy seat. Nothing could go above it. There was nothing that go beyond the mercy of God this morning. I'm glad to report to you this morning there is not a sinner that can go above God's mercy. There's no sin that can outstretch God's mercy. There's no dark stain that goes past God's mercy. Thank God His mercy this morning. When I look around mercy seat, I see these things. There's that cry from the mercy seat. A cry from the mercy seat. Just as soon as they re re erected the tabernacle and put the mercy seat in behind the veil, the Bible said immediately God require blood on that mercy seat. And listen to what I'm about to tell you. Mercy cannot be activated until. Mercy could not be activated unless blood had been placed on it. You see, as much as God wants to show mercy to mankind, as much God wants to demonstrate mercy to mankind this morning, He cannot activate His mercy unless His justice and His wrath has been satisfied. God is perfect in all His attributes. And until something is satisfied, God cannot go forward and deliver His precious jewels of mankind. But we find in Leviticus 16 that God told Moses and Aaron, take the blood into the place once a year and sprinkle that blood on the mercy seat. And when God sees that blood on that mercy seat that's been sprinkled there, He would say, my mercy is now activated. Mercy was now activated on the basis of the blood of the Lamb that was shed to activate God's mercy this morning. So, so we see some things that this mercy seat done. We saw the, the communion, we saw the, the cry, we saw the covering of mercy, but turn to Hebrews chapter 9 this morning. In Hebrews chapter 9 verse number 3 and after the second veil, the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all which had golden censers and the ark of the covenant overlaid around about the golden wherein was the golden pot that had manna. And there was these things that was in this ark. A golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant. We see that uh, Hebrews 9 through 4, we find that the, the ark of the covenant, we find there's a mercy seat covered some things. Uh, here we understand uh, something's under the ark of that mercy above. Preaching this morning on mercy has it covered. Mercy has it covered this morning. You can walk out of this place as a child of God knowing that whatever had some things gone wrong that God has got it covered. I don't have it covered. You don't have it covered. But God has certainly got it covered this morning. God's mercy has got it all covered this morning. What did mercy set on top of the covenant? Mercy covered. Let me tell you what the first thing mercy did covered. Mercy covered broken law. Notice what was in the tabernacle in this ark. The Bible said inside the ark was the covenant of mercy. The seat set on the tables of the covenant. We know that they are the two tables that the finger of God wrote the laws in and gave them to Moses. But we know that Moses broke those tables. 
You read over in Exodus, Mo Moses breaks them. He broke the, the law he gave them, uh, gave, that God had gave, and he broke that law because God's people was breaking the God's law right then and there. Moses got upset and threw them down. And he breaks them. And, he said, and God said, I, I want you to make another set just like that, and I'm going to write on them again, but I want you to put them in the ark. I want you to put in the ark. When he says, when you put the law in the ark, that covenant ark, and the mercy seats on top of it, is what he's saying is, uh, every, God knows that there was no open end, there was no closed end. God closed the lid on it. He set it down. He said, well, hey, when you put the covenant of the law in there, I'm telling you, you can break the law. He knows we're going to break the law again. He says, but it's covered. It's covered. He says, I know, he says, I know my people are going to break that law. They're going to continue to break that law. We're still continuing to break that law today. But God says, my mercy is way above the law. I've got it covered. I'm glad God's mercy covers the law because I broke the law. Amen. We find that mercy covers broken laws. We, the, table, the tables of testimonies a picture how God's people broke God's law. From the very moment God gave those laws, God's people immediately went about breaking those laws. Immediately they set about having other gods before them. Immediately they set about Covering. Immediately they set about to obey, not obeying the mothers and fathers. Immediately they set about keeping the uh, Sabbath day and keeping it holy. Immediately they set about to, to murdering, hating, committing adultery. Things that the Ten Commandments warn us about. And we find immediately God's people start breaking the law. So when God saw them in the ark, put them in the ark, He said... Now, I've got that covered. Thank God. But I'm telling you, I'm not looking at the broken laws. I'm looking at the mercy on top of it. I would like to take time to say thank God. There has been times... I've been saved. Not before I got saved. There's been times that I've been saved. That I walked against God. Talked against God. Moved against God. There's been times since I've been saved. But thank God His mercy has covered it. Thank God I can run back to Him. Thank God He's not kicking me to the side. Thank God He says I still love you. There have been times since I've been saved. I've not been what I needed to be. And if you say, I've not been there, you're good. You're good, because I, I have been there. I, I'm so glad God's mercy supersedes the law. <laughs> if I got what I deserve, boy, I wouldn't be here today. God's mercy stands on top, and it cries, satisfied. The blood has satisfied. His mercy has been satisfied by the blood. You know what I would look like spiritually? The Bible tells us exactly what we look like spiritually. I have broken God's law. I'm a sinner indeed on my way to hell. The wages of sin is death, but, and all come short of glory of God. 
But thank God this morning when God sees me, He doesn't see this flesh. He sees His justice has been satisfied, been covered by the blood. Thank God when He looks at me, He no longer sees me, but He sees His Son, His blood shed on my life. He says, you're forgiven, you're justified. You have been satisfied. Because God's blood covers the broken law this morning. And I, 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 let me just say this. We can get up in the morning and be as spiritually all you want to, but by the end of the day, you're going to break something that you shouldn't have broke. You say, well, I'm not going to out and murder anybody or kill anybody. Uh, you're not going to rob anything. But let me tell you what. First person cuts you off in traffic, what do you think? I ought to kill them. <laughs> Amen. You done thought murder, you're already a murderer. <laughs> I'll tell you. God gave it to us good, says him to know good, good and do it not. That's sin, buddy. You know, sometimes there's some times you've done and you knew you were supposed to do something good and you didn't do it. God said, that's sin. We're going to break God's law. But thank God mercy's above that. Thank God. I thank God that I, when, I, when he reminds me what I've done and I knew I broke the law, I get down on the altar and I pray, Lord, Lord, forgive me, God, forgive me, God, forgive me. He said, don't worry about it. My mercy has already been activated by the blood of Jesus. You're already forgiven. Yeah, glory. Amen. I'm so glad that the blood has been shed for me. You're standing out the judge, standing before the judge. The devil says, you're condemned. You're right, I am condemned. You're, you're no good. You're right, I am no good. Hell, it should be your home. You're right, hell should be my home. But about that time, my lawyer walks in. My lawyer walks in and says, hey, mercy showed up. He's free. He's goes. He's been forgiven. Praise God. Mercy showed up. There you go, devil. There you go. Mercy's on my side. Oh, praise God. You say, well, God's mercy ever runs out. Oh, no. God, mercy will never run out. God will never run out of mercy. I love, if you have never read Psalms 136, I, I beg you to go home and read that. Sit down and read that chapter, Psalms 136. You will, you will love that chapter. Especially the last line in every one of those verses. The last line in every one of those verses says, My mercy endureth forever every one of those verses end with that his mercy will endureth forever there, his mercy will never run out you can never outrun God's mercy this morning it covers all his mercy has not ran out it's available day after day amen are, are you glad and to thank God for mercy this morning I think we all ought to thank God for mercy this morning. We see that it covers the broken law this morning with Aaron's, the, the table of contents, the table, the law that was given. It, it covers that. 
But he said there's something else in this ark. God also, the mercy also covers the blessing of the Lord. Look at verse number four. The ark of the covenant overlaid around about with golden, wherein was the golden pot that had manna. You say, what is that right there? That is the blessing of the Lord. So how is manna being a blessing of the Lord? Well, I'll tell you, it's like this. They were walking through the middle of the wilderness. They were getting hungry. They were getting angry. They were getting upset. They told Moses, you just brought us out here to die anyway. You, you, just die, you just want us to die here. We ain't got nothing to eat. Nothing's going on. God, Moses went down and talked to the Lord. Uh, and God says, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to give you some manna. I'm going to give you some manna. Every morning when they got up, uh, they walked out their tents and there was fresh manna every day. Uh, they picked that manna up and they had fresh manna. They'd go to bed and said, hey, uh, this old manna ain't no good. If they kept it overnight, they'd get mad as it wouldn't grow anything. But every morning they got up, there was fresh fresh manna every day every day every day God's blessings are refreshed every day over and over and over I thank God that when I get up today you know what I thank God I get to get up wake up in the morning next to my beautiful wife now I I, I wake up with this beep 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 you say what in the world is that that's God's dump truck backing up my Lord says I'm going to unload some blessings on you this morning God unloads his blessings on us every day every day I get God's blessing every day God's blessings have been laid on it and that manner is God's blessing to his people and it's a blessing to us every day let me ask you this this morning how many of you have been blessed this morning amen praise God you were blessed when you got out of bed. You was blessed when you breathed his air. It ain't your air. It's his air. Amen. God's covering the blessings of him. They, they woke up every morning. And you know, God said, I'm not giving it to them. <laughs> My mind works this way. That manna was out there every day. Bible called it angel food. This is how I look at it. God says, y'all bake up some more bread. Bake some more bread up. And then about to open that window and say, chunk it out. <laughs> there it goes. But I kept doing that, and then and the angel looked at the other and says, why are we doing this? Now, why, why are we doing this? They're, they're, they're not even satisfied. They're griping, they're complaining, they're moaning to Moses and, and cursing God. Why, why should we do it out there? Why should I keep throwing manna at them? They don't, they don't even say thank you for it. Now, how many times y'all thank God for your blessings? You're just like them. You're just like them. God says, don't worry about it. Throw it out anyway. I'm not giving it to them because they're good. I'm giving it to them because I'm good. Amen. God is not giving you blessings because you're good or what you've done or you deserve it. God is giving you blessings because God is good. Amen. He says, give them the manna. 
I love God's mercy this morning. We need God's mercy this morning. Our country needs God's mercy this morning. We see mercy covers the broken law. We see mercy covers the blessings of the Lord. Mercy has the burden of labor covered. What do you mean the burden of labor covered? Why in the world would that happen to you? The burden of labor, you see, where did you get that from? There's one more thing in that ark. Look at it. it says, Wherein was the golden pot with the manna and Aaron's rod that budded. This, this rod is what Moses and Aaron served the Lord with. That is what they labor with is this rod. You say, where'd you get that from? Go back to Exodus chapter 3 and you read that chapter 3 and 4. You'll find not only was this Aaron's rod, but it was also Moses' rod. Moses took his rod and cast it down on the ground and it turned into a snake and he reached down and pulled it back up and it was still became a rod again. And you'll find that Aaron done the exact same thing. He threw the rod down and turned it into a serpent. And then Egypt, he threw it down and turned it into a serpent. They took up the other, he ate up the other serpent. When they didn't see the Egyptians, uh, soothsayers threw their rods down and turned into serpents and Aaron threw his rod down and turned into a serpent and he gobbled up them and then he turned back into a rod. This, this, this rod that, that was served, that was Moses' rod and Aaron's rod and that's what they labored with with God. It, it was Moses that stood over the uh, Red Sea and, and with that rod it parted on both sides and they crossed on dry ground. It was Aaron that took the rod and tipped it into the water and the water turned, turned into blood. Can I say this and, and give me leadway on this? Not only was it Moses' rod and Aaron's rod, but I kind of think it was God's rod too. Because God worked through that rod. It wasn't Aaron's power. It wasn't Moses' power. It wasn't nothing in that rod. But what God was doing through that rod. God was blessing their labor for what they were doing. They're working for God. You say, how in the world did that happen about? Well, if your mama, God told Moses, have all the tribes, the head of the tribes, come and bring a rod and lay it for them. Lay it out. And I will choose the one that will you use. They came, they laid their rods down. Aaron laid his rod down because he's over the house of Levi, so he, he laid the rod down. God came by, touched that rod. <laughs> Bible said it budded, blossomed, bloomed, and yielded almonds. I wish I had that rod. I love almonds. I, I wish I had that rod today. But it's in the Ark of the Covenant. The reason why. God touched that and they used that. God blessed it. It was the only one that did that. And they used that rod for God. I've been doing this long enough preaching long enough I found I can't do a lick without God without his mercy listen you cannot labor for the Lord 
without God's mercy. You can't do it. I, have, I would have fallen over and over and over. I would have quit over and over had not been for the mercy of God this morning. Mercy covers that. You have walked in here this morning and I'm out to close to quitting. I'm about close to giving up. I'm about ready to throw in a towel. I'm wore out. I'm burned out. And Moses got there. But I'm glad when it gets down to the end. You don't have to worry about it. You know what happened with that rod? The rod did not burn out. The rod blossomed out. God told Moses, take the rod according to the father's house and do that. It, the rod didn't burn out. It was so, Listen, that rod was nothing but a dead stick. Y'all listen, I ain't nothing but a dead stick this morning. On my own, I cannot do a thing. But if I lay up what the Lord gave me, if I, I do what God has told me, He can take my dead work, my dead body, all that I labor, all that I do, and He can make it blessed. He can blood it. He can grow it. He can produce fruit. Now let me just say this. You say, I'm not seeing anything in my life. But let me just say this. Get a hold of God. Let God get a hold. Let God's mercy cover it. If you start laboring for God, you don't do it by yourself. You invite God in with you and tell God, lead me, guide me, and God will start blessing your blade for him you cannot do it on your own you've got to have God God has to be in it or you will fail this morning mercy mercy I love mercy we don't deserve it but God gives it God gives it I read a story This old lady went to Abraham Lincoln. Her son had been tried and charged with treason. He was going to face an execution squad. She went to Abraham Lincoln and she begged him, begged him, begged him, begged him to save my son's life, save my son's life. Show him mercy. Show him mercy. Give him, I, I, don't take my only son away from me. President, ma'am, I've read your son's case. He does not deserve mercy. He doesn't deserve mercy. She looked at the president and said, It would be mercy if he deserved it. If he deserved it. I'm not asking you to give him what he deserves. I'm asking you to give him what he needs. I'm not asking you to come to the altar this morning. Ask God to give you what you deserve because you would be a fool to do that. Because you ask God to give you what you deserve, hell's going to be your home. But I ask you this morning to come to the altar and ask God to give you what you don't deserve. And that's His mercy this morning. You, you may be laboring in things and, and just getting about ready to wore out and give up. Come and get the mercy.
Your labor does not go in vain. God's mercy covers that. You may stumble and fall. You may say things or do things that you should not have done. Thank God His mercy covers the law. Thank God His love. And I love knowing that God's going to give us blessings. Refreshed every day. Over and over in our lives. As long as we're where He's at.